Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. G'day and welcome to another edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and uh, with thanks to the Committee for Wyndham, we bring you this podcast each and every week uh, to help uh, businesses and to help people in the western suburbs uh, on a number of areas. Uh, and today's one where we're going to help you, we hope, uh, well, in fact, I'm sure we'll help you, uh, in the cyber area. It's an area that is expanding every day. It's an area that I don't pretend to know a lot about and in particular this uh, specific area we're going to talk about today, which is, of course, cyber security. We've got an expert in the field. He's a uh, 2017 Wyndham Business Person of the Year, former president and the uh, Sanctuary Lakes Golf Club. His name is Craig Kennedy. Uh, he runs the Telstra Business Technology Centres uh, in uh, Melbourne's northwest, and he's our guest today to tell us about cybersecurity. Craig Kennedy, thanks very much for joining us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. No problems at all. Thanks, Kevin. Craig, how's business been? It, obviously, it's different for everyone. Uh, what's the, uh, the the COVID-19 lockdown version of your business been? Oh, it's been really interesting, actually. We've had some parts of our business, like mobile broadband and those kind of things, uh, really go off. We've had you know, everyone needs internet at home, so yeah. it's been a huge demand for that. We've had uh, we've had a number of our shops where we've Less than less than ten percent of the shops in the shopping centre have been open, and they've been virtually dead. Uh, some parts of our business are, are really going well, and other parts are completely stopped. But it, it feels like it's it's slowly getting back to normal now. Tell us, in terms of the retail part of it, uh, what is open and what isn't open at the moment for you? Uh, so we've got all, all, all locations. We traded right the way through. So being in telecommunications, we were regarded as an essential service. So our our shops stayed open the entire time. Uh, what we saw, though, was virtually in our, for people who know the Point Cook Town Centre and our quadrant of that shopping centre, uh, there was us, Jamaica Blue, uh, Target, and that was pretty much it. Everything else was closed. So it was it was pretty, pretty, pretty severe impact in the early days. Yeah, and uh, you are seeing signs now that things are starting to come back to what we call now, call the new normal? Uh, yeah, very much so. So we're certainly starting to see that the foot traffic's returning to the, to the shopping centres. Uh, I think some of the things we're seeing in business is that the new normal is people have become uh, very accustomed now to video conferencing and Zoom and, all, and Teams and all of these kind of things. So yeah. I'm not sure that our phone systems sort of PABX business will ever get back to, to where it was. I think people have now moved on to the, the applications-based sort of side of, of telephones and calling. So that'll be sort of a, a challenge for us to navigate our way through that. Yeah, and uh, the uh, the the whole uh, Zoom conferencing and team meetings, all those things, uh, totally different uh, kettle of fish heading into the end of this year and into in, into the future. I think. Oh, it's amazing! Like I, even myself, as somebody who's in the technology game, uh, always been a traditional face to face person, and yep. and really sort of even even with my own staff, resisted uh, using video conferencing, even though we've got eight sites in our own business. Uh, whereas now I think it's become uh, the new norm for everybody and, and we're, we're finding now rather than sending guys on the road and they lose an hour to the customer and yep. an hour to the customer back, people are much happier just to say, yeah, let's just jump on a Zoom call for half an hour, an hour and get it done and, and move on. So I think that I don't think that will uh, – I think people will want to go back to, to face-to-face, but I, I definitely think there'll be a lot more 
of those Zoom style um, video chats moving forward. And having not spent an hour on the traffic, they're in a bit of mood too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny actually. A lot of my guys have been working from home. They said they've never worked so hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because all of a sudden, that hour and a half or whatever it is that you were travelling about in the car and stuff, now you're actually using that to work. So yeah, it's interesting yeah, uh, efficiencies. Absolutely, yeah. Alison, yeah, sure. you spoke recently at the uh, the Business Connect uh, window meeting, and you talked about cybersecurity. What uh, and it's obviously now that we now that we have all embraced this uh, this uh, the cyber world uh, in many different ways in the last three or four months, uh, and and more uh, embracing of it. What's what's the major thing that uh, for small business and for businesses that 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 they need to look out for? Oh, look, I think the, the biggest thing in the cybersecurity space is. To, to understand that uh, that that's, that the organ oh, the hackers are, are organised criminal. It's it's a large scale organised crime that you're dealing with. You're not dealing with one individual who might be out there just trying to to grab your details. It's highly highly sophisticated, um, highly well organised. Yeah, you know, you're we're seeing things like you know uh, a network of or an ecosystem, if you like, of criminals where you might have you know specific web designers that. All their job is to do is to design an, an email or an SMS or a social media campaign designed to fool you into clicking on it uh, that's then passed on to a criminal software to developer who writes the physical code into the script who then passes it on to an email distributor who then passes it on to somebody else. And uh, it, it, it's, it's highly, highly sophisticated and it's uh, getting harder and harder to detect across all means of email, social media, uh, SMSing, uh, the real from the uh, malicious kind of links or content that's sent. We've seen, I mean, uh, and the, the attacks are on all levels. I mean, you know, they're in, in the home, uh, the, the, regarding all sorts of things, pretending to be the tax department, depending, uh, pretending to be this. What sort of attacks are business sort of um, – uh, is there is there attacks on businesses that, that are sort of uh, the norm – Oh, look, there's, there's, there's a tax on, we're seeing it on all industries, um, uh, health, hospitals, transport, okay. um, uh, building, manufacturing. Uh, I think anybody who's, who, who uh, has left themselves a little bit vulnerable, whether it be uh, your, your information's all in one place, uh, you haven't really thought properly around disaster recovery or backup programs, if you leave yourself vulnerable, um, that's where that's where people will, um, uh, will will obviously probe that vulnerability and try and find. So we're we're literally seeing it across across every industry, including our own. So is the common denominator money, or is it data, or what? What exactly are these people trying to steal from us or take from us? Oh, you've hit the nail on the head. They're either trying to steal your data, or they're trying to steal your money. Uh, the most common way of trying to steal your data is 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 known as ransomware. Um, they'll put some sort of code or, or some sort of background malicious software on your on your server on your environment, and when you least expect it, you'll get an email that pops up on your uh, on on your PC or your computer saying we've got your information. You'll no longer be able to get it back yep. unless you pay thousands of dollars in Bitcoin. That's definitely one way it's done. Right. Um, the second way people would try and steal your money uh, is these guys are highly organised and very patient. But one of the things I'll do for businesses is get in and just start reading emails and seeing you know, straight away identifying who a director in the company is, who an accountant is in the company, how does money flow through the company, and then um, look to see if there's any kind of transaction that's going to occur. And if the transaction's about to occur at a particular 
date and time in a, in a settlement, um, they will send through an, an email or an invoice purporting to be the person completing the settlement and saying, here's the account details, um, transfer the money across, it's now done, and before you know it, you've transferred money into uh, uh, essentially a hacker's bank account, Jeez. not your supplier or person, and, and, and that's, that's also uh, incredibly common, and we're seeing that a lot, we're seeing that with some of our own customers, but certainly hearing lots and lots of stories of where that's happening across the board too. So what's the uh, the instantaneous uh, thing that you should do uh, the, to, to avoid these things happening to you? What should you be uh, on the lookout for? What should you be aware of? Well, the first thing I'd say is if, you, if, you're, ever, if you're ever in doubt, don't click on it. Yep. Um, but, I think, but I think the main thing I would do is I'd recommend businesses do, and it doesn't actually cost you any money to do this, is just understand what your key and your critical data is. Understand what it is. Is it your customer information? Is it financial information? What is it? Is it uh, corporate IP? What, what what is the information that makes your business unique that you can't do without? And then start to ask yourself questions like, where is it physically located? Who can access it? And what device can people access it from? Can they access it from a mobile? Can they access it from a laptop? Where can they access it from? And that'll start to give you an idea of where your where your data is and how you might then think about protecting it, but then how you might also think about backing that up in a different environment, so that if you if you if you were to fall um, victim to one of these uh, ransomwares or one of these attackers, you're able to quickly re- retrieve and get your data back. Uh, there's a, there's a number of, there's a range of software tools that you can you can buy that start for as little as a, as little as a cup of coffee a month that will protect you uh, in terms of real-time threat protection and what we call endpoint management. If you're clicking on links that'll, that'll open those links securely first and test them for malicious code. But I think probably for me, the biggest concept for business owners to get their heads around in this cybersecurity space is think, think, of, think of your data and think of your business data like your house. You can, you can lock the front door of the house and they can kick it down. They can, you can put a security door. They could come through a window. They could yeah. come through the roof. Uh, I think you, you've got to, you've got to have a plan and plan for these people to get in. That the, the best firewalls, things like that that you can do, uh, are all great. But, but the majority of the attacks that get into people, it's, it's somebody in your business clicking on an email, an SMS or a social media link. They've clicked it on their personal mobile phone at home, sitting on the couch. Something's sitting there on, in the background of that mobile phone. They bring that mobile phone to work. Bang, it clicks onto your network, and then all of a sudden they're in. So, so I think the main thing is, for me, it's a mindset shift, which is, is not just about saying, okay, I'm going to protect myself. It's, it's the best way you can protect yourself is to put some of these kind of measures in place, but to know what your critical data is, who can access it, and make sure it's backed up in other locations. One of the, one of the stats that we see from our Telstra councils and it's, it's, it's really, really scary is that uh, 87% of all small businesses believe they're safe because they, they have antivirus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> antivirus is a 1990s um, uh, security solution. I think the, the only virus you've got to worry about at the moment is coronavirus. Yeah, so I wouldn't right. be, wouldn't be too concerned about, um, I wouldn't be too concerned about antivirus. So for me, it's just, it's just really sitting down and, and, and understanding your data, planning for somebody to get in, and uh, and then and then putting some 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 simple um, proactive software software tools around it, making sure that your licensing is up to date. Uh, one of the one of the key vulnerabilities is where we see 
Um, you know, people might have the same Microsoft license for the last 10 years and the past it from computer to computer or servers are outdated. All, all of these leave little, little uh, holes or, or digital footprints that are not patched over and it, and it makes you more vulnerable to somebody being able to come in into your business and therefore you know, do you or your business harm. Craig, we have so much of our material available on so many different platforms for us now in terms of you can access it from your mobile phone, from your tablet, from your desktop, from your laptop. Does that does that spread it around and make it easier? Does that make you more vulnerable uh, that your your information is in is, is in four or five different uh, places? Uh, yeah, yeah, look, it certainly makes it more. It certainly makes you more vulnerable in terms of what you can click on. I mean, you think you could be sitting there on a couch just sort of half concentrating, watching the footy, and click on a social media link, and that that could end up being malicious. Um, I, I think it's so, so, but but but, but you, it, it's rare that people would store. Uh, or businesses would store critical data on a mobile device or yeah, a tablet. Right. More often than not, we, we recommend um, moving uh, the data to to a cloud based environment. Now that can be something as simple as a you know if it's for a budget conscious person as a you know, Microsoft OneDrive or a Dropbox, so you can move it move it into a into a more secure cloud. Yeah, probably that. The, one of the number one security recommendations that's that, 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 uh, advised by the Australian Signals Directorate is something called two-factor authentication, and that is, you know, when you pay your bank or do any kind of banking today, you'll 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 go to transfer money in your bank, and it'll say punch in this six-digit code from an SMS we've just sent you or the app, and that authenticates you in two different ways. Yep. Uh, we, we should be doing that on all on all devices to to, to access your email, to access key data and applications. Uh, Two factor authentication is, is a huge a huge step forward in being able to say, hang on, um, somebody may have clicked on a link, but if, unless they unless they've also got access to my mobile phone and can and and uh, and can verify not only my username or my email address and my password, but they can also verify that six digit codes on my mobile. Then my, my my Microsoft account is not letting them in, and therefore they won't access my email. That's another simple, very very cost effective way of, of being able to prevent a lot of this sort of stuff from happening. What about passwords and changing passwords? And you've, you're continually told that it's not strong enough, or or whatever. It's too easy to pick. Is that is that still an issue? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. In fact, there's a uh, you can if you can Google if your listeners are out there, they can Google um, the term "Have I been pawned." And pawned is spelled P W N E D. I was going to ask you what uh, that meant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen yeah. it around. I don't know what it means. <laughs> what, what it basically means is is, is uh, people, uh, cyber criminals, um, will literally uh, put your information up to sale on the dark web for somebody else to access. So oh. you could t- you could type your email in, and you could go, okay, wow. Um, that yet, yeah, and it will come up, and it'll say either yes, this 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 email address and its password associated with this email address is for sale on the dark web, or or no, it's not. Um, it's funny how many people I, I give that to, and they go, oh my god, you know, I've had four or five emails over my journey or over my time, and uh, uh, three or four of them weren't there, but one or two of those emails w- were actually there on the dark web with my credentials uh, being available. So 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 definitely uh, changing passwords. Um, is, is a is a is a very good practice. We'd sort of recommend you do it quarterly um, at, oh, at okay. a bare minimum. Yep. But I'd, so, I'd so, certainly say changing passwords, making sure they're they're not obvious pets' names or dates of birth at the back end of them and that sort of stuff. Yep. But but again, um, the, the, the the critical factor behind the password is also to make sure you've got that 
that two-factor authentication. I think a, a lot of your listeners would be uh, using probably the most most common software business software platform in in the in the in the globe, which is Microsoft Office 365. Well, go talk to your current IT provider and get them if you are using it. Get them to enable two-factor authentication because it's free with that product. Doesn't cost you anything. Okay. But it's just a, something simple, something something simple to enable, which is incredibly powerful in terms of protecting you. Is that the other thing too? We don't. We we've got all this software that we use, and we don't know what's in half of it. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, we, there's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of stuff where you go, just look, just give me my emails and give me this, or don't yeah. give me the detail. Um, you're 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 paying for it for one reason, but there's a lot there's a, there's a lot more it can do, especially in that Microsoft. Back, it's a, it's a whole ecosystem in itself, from social media to collaboration teams, all of these different kinds of things that can be done, which, which is all sort of managed in Microsoft's secure environment, and 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 that extra layer of protection they provide is around that two-factor authentication. There's there's all sorts of antivirus things you can do, but it's just it's just yeah, really coming back to some of those those earlier points I was making around. Yeah, you know, knowing your data, having two-factor authentication, having a plan to be able to to be able to get it back if somebody actually does get in and click on it for you. Craig, is it a, and how do you do go about doing? I guess a health check of your of your business and uh, your cyber business to make sure that you are okay. Is it an easy thing to do? Is it a, an expensive exercise for for me to get you to come in and have a look at uh, you know what I've got and and how I should manage it best? Uh, look, it's, it's, it's very, very different depending on how, how, how large your business is or how small your business is and, and, and where you want to go. Um, the starting point I would say is to, um, to talk to your existing IT provider and start to understand again, back, back to that point around where is my data and who's got access to it. You can, you can get an audit done. Uh, and, and, the, and the audits are, are sort of basic, intermediate all the way through. You now, a typical small business, a typical small business that may have say ten to twenty users you know, to get a to get a comprehensive cyber security audit done through our Telstra Technology Centre is somewhere in the order of fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars as a one-off hit, or even you could you could even put it over you could even spread that over your bill in twenty-four months. Yeah. The, the, the thing for me is that if you're if you're a small business owner out there and you've and you're everybody's budget conscious and especially in the current environment now, there's some things that I've talked about already on the call that you can do to protect yourself. But the other thing that you need to understand is there's no one individual who can be across this IT landscape. It's too big and it's too broad. It's too broad now. You know, you'll need a telephony engineer to think about your telephony. You'll need a, you'll need a security engineer for your security, a network engineer for the, for, for the, for the network side. You'll need a, a disaster recovery and backup engineer who can manage that side. Software engineers who manage your key applications. Um, what we try and do, Kevin, is we try and uh, go in there and say, if you've got your mum or your dad or a brother or a cousin or a good mate or someone who's looking after your IT, they can't possibly be across all of these things. Um, doesn't mean you don't have to continue to use them. Let us come in. Let's conduct a little um, cybersecurity audit for you. Let, let, yeah. Let's make some recommendations. Let's put that in place and then hand it back to that, that hand it back to that trusted family member or friend who just keeps. Um, the regular part of your business ticking over. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Um, but what, what you tend to find is a lot of uh, IT people get very uh, um, protective of their customer and where they are and we yeah. can do this too. So it's, 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 it's really uh, – the starting point for me would be sit down with your uh, current IT advisor 
push them on some of these questions and what they're doing to, to protect you. And if you're not comfortable, then then certainly our doors are open to come out and chat to us. Yep. Uh, are there any danger signs that people could immediately sort of see and, and or would click into their head now uh, and go, oh, actually, yeah, I probably do need to do that? Uh, for me, a couple of danger signs would be the, the biggest danger signs would be, obviously, if you haven't changed your email in a long time, change it. Um, if you if you have a an old server on site and you and you're in this situation where you're going, I've always run my business this way and it's always been okay. Well, you're the ones that are the most vulnerable. Mm. Uh, we had one we had one just as recently as two weeks ago. Building company, um, fairly local, um, had a had a had a ransomware attack. Their server was 12, 12 years old, hadn't backed their data up, and unless they paid. You know, thousands of dollars in Bitcoin. That was it. Their database, everything, everything they had on their customers, all their accounting was gone. They're never going to get that back. So if you, if you, if you can't, um, if you can't honestly say, hand on heart, I know if that happens to me, I can get my data back because it's backed up in this location and that location and it's happening on a regular basis. Then, then I'd be, I'd be looking at that because you're you're, you're quite vulnerable, and that's a, that's a really high uh, proportion of what we're seeing at the moment in terms of the in terms of the attack. Because unfortunately, people pay because they're, if they're left with a choice of that um, or not paying, um, a really sobering fact is that one in five or twenty two percent of all small businesses in Australia that are, are subject to a successful cyber attack are so badly affected that they can't continue to operate. They literally yes. close down. So 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 you're actually gambling with a massive risk. Like you'll ensure the you'll ensure your premises, you'll do certain things where you've got to, you know, you've got to look at this in a, in a in a different light. Just because it hasn't happened in the past is probably going to make you probably likely to make you more vulnerable uh, in the future, especially if it's something that's out of sight, out of mind. It's something yeah. I'd definitely say look at. And is the I mean the old uh, you know though I'm too small a business they won't they won't bother with me that's uh, that's silly thinking too. Uh, yeah, it is silly thinking. Yeah, we've seen plenty of small businesses um, uh, get done um, in that regard. Uh, everything from um, uh, you know smaller you know sub sort of five employees right the way up to probably one of the more public ones recently was toll. I think that was the second time in three months someone someone as big as toll has been done. So it's um, yes. yeah it's 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 it's. Um, it, it's highly organised. It's a it's a billion dollar industry, and they yeah. and they don't discriminate. And if you if you get on the list as somebody who has paid the ransom, then you're a payer, and you're more likely to be attacked again oh, um, okay. in the future. So, what do you do if it yeah. happens? If you get one of these ransomware uh, emails, uh, well, look, the Australian uh, Cyber Security Centre uh, advises that you should never pay a ransom um, for the, for that exact reason that I just spoke about. If you pay a ransom, it um, Number one, there's absolutely no guarantee that you'll actually get your data back. Yep. In fact, I've I've had a customer of ours uh, uh, get get done, get a ransom, get told you need to pay a certain amount of money in Bitcoin. So they handed over five or six thousand dollars in Bitcoin to the cyber attackers. Uh, the cyber attackers come back and said, "Oh no, we think it's going to be more work to get your data back. Uh, it's not six thousand anymore; it's ten thousand. Oh. Give us, give us." Give us the extra four thousand. You don't get your data. He refused at that point in time and never got his data back. Um, oh, so, so, so the Australian Cyber Security Centre say, look, never pay a ransom because there's no guarantee you'll get your data back. But number two, um, um, if you do pay and you do get your data back, um, very very quickly take some significant steps to protect yourself because you're now you know marked as somebody who is a payer yep. and and are and are likely to fall. Um, 
uh, you know, victim to, to, to another attack further down the, further down the track. And we've certainly seen multiple customers that have been attacked on multiple occasions. Are they catching these people that are doing this? Um, I don't, I don't uh, remember reading a lot in the newspapers or uh, online about these people being caught. Are they that good? Well, I, oh, look, I don't know, but they, they, it's global. So, so yeah. one of one of our partners is um, Checkpoint Soft uh, Checkpoint Checkpoint Software Technologies. They're one of the uh, a billion dollar leading global um, cybersecurity enterprise that we partner with. Uh, they were able to find for us a local customer that was hacked. That these guys had been hit by a, a highly highly organised um, uh, cyber crime gang out of out of Russia. So. Uh, very hard to try and you know, catch these guys and, and and put them away and do that. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's global. It's not certainly not not just local. Jeez. Um, so uh, yeah. apart from going, uh, have I been pawned? P W N E D. What else would you suggest someone to do if they're thinking about this and it's in their mind and they're they're worried about? It? Obviously, contacting you is one one smart thing to do. But uh, so how do how do they go about uh, doing that? Yeah, I think the, I think the biggest thing is to plan. Um, uh, plan planning is critical. Know where your data is and uh, try and prevent people from accessing it, but have a plan in place just in case they do, um, so that you can recover your, your data when they do. Um, talk to a talk to an expert about it. Uh, talk to an expert about it. Make sure that you know where your data is. Um, ideally, two factor authentication, like we've spoken about before, yep. uh, is something. Uh, that, that 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 should be done, and and literally even if you're a mum or dad at home, like literally for a couple of bucks a month, it's not even a cup of coffee a month. You can you, per, per mobile phone or tablet on your kids or your own devices, you can put uh, what we call endpoint threat management protection on your devices. That that literally says every time you're clicking on a link, every time you're opening an attachment, it's opening in a in a global sort of cybersecurity centre company's. Uh, cloud environment and it's scanning that content and that link for, for malicious content and it's saying, no, no, if we find malicious content, we just won't let it get through to your device. This kind of software is only a couple of bucks a month per device. Yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not cost prohibitive and it's, and it's, it's certainly better than, than, than being exposed and having nothing. I think, uh, another sort of stat without sort of trying to, trying to bore your listeners too much is that, uh, it's 70% of all breaches um, come from a compromised device, which is usually a mobile. So it's a, it's a huge way of, of how people or how they actually get in. Yeah, Craig, uh, yeah. tell tell everyone where your uh, where your centres are. Yeah, so we've got uh, in in the west out here. We've got two business technology centres. So we've got one in uh, Old Four Twenty Eight, Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing, there on the sort of on the corner of Forsyth Road. Yep, uh, and a, and another one in uh, in Granger's Road. Uh, corner Granger's Road and Rob's Road in West Footscray, just down from Bunnings or the old old Western Oval there. That's probably where people would know us there. But we yeah. we recently uh, acquired also uh, the Telstra Business Technology Centre and a few retail stores there, Telstra retail stores down in Geelong. So we're also in in Fenwick Street down in Geelong. Oh, very good. And are you uh, you've been able to get out to, since they lifted the uh, the sanctions on golf and have a hit because I know you're a very keen oh. golfer. Yeah, I have. I've managed to get out there and managed to get out there. I had a couple of hits now. I played twice on the, over the long weekend, which was good. One good round, one one ordinary round. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's, uh, it is great to be uh, great to be out there on the golf course. I can't can't understand for the life of me how that was ever 
a risk that it is what it is. So but we're, we're, we're back out there now and, uh, and certainly seeing Sri Lake's course is in great nick at the moment. So Bl- blokes like me are a risk to people's health when they're on the golf course because I could uh, could hit anybody at any time. But uh, blokes like you who play really well know you're pretty good. Craig, thanks uh, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for sharing uh, the, the news on this. It's, uh, it, it's obviously something that we're going to have to uh, get our heads around uh, pretty quickly as small business people uh, and business people in the western suburbs that this is, this is real and we're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. It is real. You have to deal with it. And, it, and look, and if you plan and take your time and work your way through it, it it, it doesn't have to be uh, super scary or expensive. It's yeah. just it's just about knowing those kind of things that we've discussed today. Absolutely. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate yep. your time. Awesome. No worries. Thanks. Once again, thanks to Craig for his time. Busy man, lots on at the moment, but a very important uh, new area that uh, I think we're all trying to get our heads around. And Craig certainly explained a, a heck of a lot about uh, what we need to do as small business owners to uh, to get our heads around it uh, for the security of our business in that cyber area. So uh, I, I hope you got something out of that. And, of course, feel free to contact uh, Craig uh, through uh, the uh, the Telstra Business Technology Centre's Melbourne Northwest uh, to uh, to get any more details that you might need. And, uh, as you said, talk to your, uh, your IT person person and, uh, and work it out from there. Uh, there's solutions uh, to these problems and we don't uh, we don't want to see you uh, uh, be one of the uh, the people on the end of a, a ransomware email. I uh, hope you enjoyed this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. There's plenty more to come once again uh, on behalf of the Committee for Wyndham. Uh, take care and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.